Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast, episode 144. I'm talking to Michael Terry, and I'm actually, I forgot to ask his rank, or his former rank, but, uh, we will talk soon about Project Project in the List, which is Canadian Armed Forces and Concussion related to the Foundation of Canada, and about their their project to study to, to get help with the study post mortem, obviously brains of uh of, of veterans. So, uh, but first, I will just thank my sponsor, HeadCheck Health. HeadCheck Health bridges gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Organizations like the Canadian Football League, Tech Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada rely on HeadCheck to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. And after all that, now, McIntyre, I'll take this. Thank you so much for, for being on this podcast and doing that and doing that. Tell me, teach me about this, this program. So thank you so much. And, well, uh, Thanks for having me, Nick. And uh, yes, I guess better than me trying to explain, trying to talk about your 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 history. But you can just where did you where did you how did you get to this practice listing question question the foundation and also your speaking tour. So I guess first off with just who are you and like your former rank and stuff. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so uh, again, my name is Michael Terry. I am a 23-year veteran of the Canadian Armed Forces. Uh, I retired as a Master Corporal. So I spent 17 years in the infantry. And then my last six years of service, I was a uh, an imagery technician. So a photographer, videographer, and uh, public affairs specialist. Um, I was actually diagnosed with PTSD in 2001, shortly after I returned from, from Africa. And I continued to serve another 17 years after that. Uh, when I released in 2018, uh, I was really, you know, in bad shape, really suffering yeah. from PTSD. And I started uh, basically doing a speaking tour across Canada where I, you know, I share my experience of living with PTSD. And, uh, you know, I share the struggles of transition to civilian life after service, especially for somebody like me who joined, you know, I was 18 years old right out of high school so my entire adult life was spent in that environment. Um, and that was kind of how I came to be associated with Project Enlist Canada. Um, a fellow veteran that I had interviewed uh, during one of my speaking tours, uh, his name's Ryan Carey. He was uh, uh, he retired as a captain. He's a former NFL player. Yeah. And, and he works for Project Enlist Canada. 
as their operations officer. And, you know, he kept talking to me about, uh, about concussion and about head injury. And I kind of kept saying, Hey, Ryan, man, I'm a, I'm a PTSD guy. Why do you keep yeah. talking to me about this? And after a while, I actually started to listen and realized, you know, the, um, how the effects, you know, post-concussive syndrome, uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy uh, can come and mimic PTSD and how prevalent head injuries are in veterans. And we, we probably don't even know. So that's how I came to be the, uh, the outreach coordinator because I was do- out doing oh, outreach yeah. anyway. And that's yeah. how I became the outreach coordinator for Project Enlist Canada. Nice. Nice. I've actually, uh, you know, just head injuries and just, I mean, well, guess what? First of all, before I ask that, uh, where were you in? Where were you? How long were you in Africa? Your first, is your first, that was your first tour, I guess, or? Uh, no. So my first tour was actually in Bosnia in 1999. Oh. And then in 2000, 2001, I went to Ethiopia and Eritrea and I was there, I was Ooh. there for about, for about three months. So yeah, I had two, two tours back to back. And then, uh, I, my third operational tour was to Afghanistan in 2008. So, oh. yeah, so that's the oh, deployment. Uh, I kind of want to ask you about the uh, Ethiopia Eritrea thing, but the crisis in uh, in 01, but uh, and also in Africa now. What do you think of the situation now? But that's without not in the the uh, the, th- the uh, theme of this this podcast. So yeah. we'll move on. Um, let me ask you after this after this podcast is over. <laughs> um so 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 you because you mentioned you respond headphones so uh people watching this uh michael uh, a bunch of terry michael didn't have headphones on before they before we started recording and because you because that you think you think you figured that's from or you know or you figure that's from definitely from military induced let's say ordinance induced uh yeah it is most certainly uh, service related. So uh, the last audiogram I had, you know, uh, this doctor who I'd never met, he looked at my results and he said, okay, uh, you've been in the army at least 10 years. You had a combat arms focused job and you're a right-handed shooter. Yeah. And he could tell all that from, from the hearing loss pattern in my left ear. Oh, so yes. <laughs> yeah, so definitely, definitely. Service. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, so uh, I guess, before I get down too much in the rattle, because I find all this stuff just fascinating. So, but we'll get to a project project in list. So, what is it, and uh, when did you and when did it start? And uh, I guess yeah, I guess that's where I listed what is project in list and when did it start. So, uh, project in list Canada is a military focused study on the the physical impacts of military service on the brain. Uh, so Concussion Legacy Foundation Canada is the parent organization, um, and it's a chapter of Concussion Legacy Foundation that began in the United States under uh, Chris Nowinski. Uh, and Chris was, um, you know, Chris started the foundation. Uh, Tim Fleiser is the president of Concussion Legacy Foundation Canada. He was a former NFL player. Um, and it really kind of started with the study of accumulated brain injury and, and chronic traumatic encephalopathy in athletes. And what they started to notice in the States through their study was that uh, they started to study military brains and realized that uh, somewhere in and around 60% of the brains that they studied post-autopsy, you know, post-mortem through autopsy, uh, came back positive uh, for CTE. And what they figured was, okay, 
you know, this isn't just coming from those big hits that you see like athletes, like boxers, uh, football players. It's coming from an accumulation of, you know, sub concussive or micro concussion events like uh, firing heavy weapons. You know, one of the uh, uh, one of the staples of the infantry, uh, you know, one of our uh, staple weapons platforms is the 84 millimeter Carl Gustav, which is a shoulder fired recoilless rifle. And really firing this thing is like having somebody kick you in the guts. It's uh, the amount of concussion that comes from it. So, you know, what they found was a lot of veterans have repeated exposure to uh, grenades, uh, breaching charges, heavy weapons, sniper rifles, um, you know, artillery pieces, all those things. And so it's suspected that a lot more veterans are affected by CTE than we realize and because the uh, the effects of, you know, post-concussive syndrome and CTE, you know, the, the symptoms mimic PTSD, uh, the suspicion is that there are a lot of veterans who are just diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and are being treated for psychosocial issues when it's actually a physical brain injury. Right. So how, how do the, it makes total sense, but how do veterans or even even like ongoing people are still in the military. How do they join get a are they self-selected or for this for right chain list or are they selected by doctors or psychologists or or how are the how does that happen? Uh so we are working with uh you know we're we're talking to the Canadian Armed Forces about getting a formal partnership started. Um we're you know we're we're getting involved with Veterans Affairs Canada. So really our job right now, or my job as the outreach coordinator, yeah. is is number one to try and get the message across to veterans and serving members like myself, who for years I never considered head injury. I was never diagnosed with one never suspected it. So bringing that awareness to the fact that the job brings with it that danger so that uh, people can hopefully mitigate some of the risk. Uh, They know to report when they have some sort of head injury, even a minor one, they know to record it. Um, And, you know, and on, on the organizational side for the Canadian forces, you know, encouraging them to do tracking and mitigation and all those things as well. Um, on the research side of things, we are partnered with the Center for Addiction and Mental Health, which is, uh, you know, okay. CAMH in Toronto. Right. And uh, Dr. Neil Vazdev is engaged in a study yeah. to try and be able to diagnose CTE in the living brain. And so as his research goes forward and, you know, Canada right now, we are the front runner in the world to be able to diagnose CTE in the living brain. Wow. Um, Impressive. Yeah, and and with that ability for for yeah. athletes for veterans, yeah, you know, once you diagnose something, then you can look at treating it. Yeah, um, right. yeah. So you know that that would go into that whole uh, that would lead us into reporting procedures, prevention procedures, treatment pr- protocols. Um, yeah, so it's it's really kind of a multidiscipline approach to the problem. And uh, the biggest thing for me is making veterans aware that they may be affected. Uh, hopefully, getting them to sign up for project enlist so that we have you know. Um, so we can demonstrate the support for the project and also have the resources to carry on research uh, and also getting organizations like Veterans Affairs to get on board and, and the Canadian Forces so that we can, you know, start to get people the supports that they need. This may be a loaded question, but um, when you were, I guess, when you were, when you were still serving, there wouldn't, there was no, wouldn't have been much no, uh, appreciation, I guess, understanding of repeated head injuries or concussion. But uh, and have you not has 
how is the hitting up hitting army now in that or the or, or just any army now? Can army this is what we can speak to. Can army, how is their their climate, their their current their current climate around concussion? Like the, the is there much knowledge around the in the Canadian forces about concussion and effect, or do you think more needs to be done? Um, you know, I think like anything more needs to be done. Yeah. However, um, you know, the, the chief of defense staff a couple of years ago signed a letter of intent awesome. uh, for the, for the Canadian forces to yeah. engage with project enlist Canada to, to, to work on the issue. Uh, I know I have friends who are still serving, um, yeah. you know, engineers who are, you know, yeah. of course they're the ones leading breaching operations and within that arena, it has been more of a focus for a while. They're, they've begun to understand the problem and and they're pushing for all those measures, you know, with the currently serving force. So it's um, it has a ways to go. It has a long way to go. Yeah. But it's but it's moving in a good direction. Um, yeah, good. yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, um, you know, this uh, and I'm, you know, once you're out of the, the forces. So I, I released in 2018. So I'm about five years removed. Okay. Yeah. So once you're outside, it's a little, you know, you don't have as much insight as to what's happening on the, yeah. on the inside. Uh, but certainly, you know, there are folks that we're talking to that says, you know, this is moving in a good direction. And the 2018, I mean, although five years ago, it's not really, when I think about what I've noticed in the past 10 years of doing this, well, 11 years now, doing 12 years, I guess, doing this, my blog and podcast, um, is that a lot has changed? A lot of like, there's a lot of improvement in not uh, improvement in knowledge, general knowledge of concussion and brain injury. So, have you did you find when you were serving, still in the twenty say twenty seven, sixteen, seventeen, even though I'm on a long eighteen, you were serving. But uh, did you notice? Did you do you notice that there's a change in the in your 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 comrade, your, uh, your fellow soldiers, your friends in the military, that their attitude towards towards brain concussion, head change? Um, you know, I certainly had friends who were diagnosed with traumatic brain injury, and most of those were related to, um, you know, very significant blast events. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you can't, yeah. uh, like IEDs in Afghanistan, things Some like can't that. can't deny, yeah. 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 Um, you know, and for the entire time I was serving, uh, if you weren't talking about, you know, a diagnosed traumatic brain injury in relation to a significant event, it never really came up. So brain injury was never anything that was on my radar. Just, you know, yeah. um, you know, we used to do unarmed combat. You'd get knocked in the head, puja fighting, or, you know, you bang your head off of something repelling or on the obstacle course, and you'd have a headache for a day or so. And But you just, you know, it just wasn't on the radar. You just kept going. So yeah. I, I really spent my 23 years of service completely oblivious to the idea of brain injury. And I think that is, I think that's a fairly typical experience for anybody who was never, you know, directly involved in an incident that resulted in traumatic brain injury. Looking looking back, do you think you could have suffered a not not like severe traumatic brain injury, but like you know, like you, you say something just that it's from your firing your shoulder pell rocket, but uh do you think there's any in your in your twenty years of service, do you think there's any Looking back now, do you think there do you may have suffered a, suffered a concussion or a, or several or at all? Uh, I think without question. Uh Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I yeah. suffered... Um, or was exposed to certainly micro concussive events, maybe not a yeah. full on diagnosed concussion. I was never diagnosed with a concussion. Yeah. Um, but I can just look at my, uh, if I just look at my range history, you know, as an 81 millimeter oh, mortarman, yeah. uh, and that weapon has uh, an incredible uh, kind of weapon signature when you fire it. And, you know, you're right within the the blast radius of that and weapon. How many, how many times did you fire that in the training session? Um, Countless hundreds thousands uh so uh in in two rcr and mortar platoon we fired more than any other platoon in canada so we were always shooting yeah um when i look at the 84 millimeter anti-tank weapon um you know i fired that dozens of times during my career but as an instructor and as range safety staff you know, I was present for for soldiers undergoing training, firing that weapon, which meant I was within arm's reach, you know, so each each soldier would come up and fire two rounds in order to qualify. And we might have 50 candidates fire in a day. So, you know, that's exposure to 100 de- up to 100 detonations in, uh, you know, in one day of range practice. And I did that several times a year. So, you know, in, in terms of exposure just to those two weapon systems, you know, never mind. Uh, you know, uh, the unarmed combat, uh, Pujo fighting, uh, you know, so the times I took a knock. What, what is Pujo fighting? Uh, so Pujo fighting, have you ever seen uh, maybe like uh, American gladiators where they, yeah, yeah. Like they, they oh, fight yeah. with the big Q-tips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Pujo that, fighting. That, that's, that was my guess, actually. Yeah. I had yeah. no idea, but that was my guess. And, and those uh, those sticks are not as soft as they look. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and repelling and, and just, you know, riding around armored personnel carriers, yeah. even the forward and backward motion of being in a right. uh, armored personnel carrier, your brain is sloshing back and forth. So, yeah, um, yeah you know, it's uh, thousands of exposures to potential micro-concussive events and, yeah. or or you know, proven micro concussive events. So, yeah. And, and I mean, my, and I would say, you know, there are people out there with far more exposure to those things than me. Um, yeah. You know, 
you know, given my career trajectory. So right. yeah. yeah, it's very likely that uh, to some degree, I, I have, exp- I have a brain injury. Yeah. Yeah. No, cause I was just thinking when you mentioned that the armored vehicles, they're not built for comfort. They're built for, <laughs> so, you know, so there's going to be, I said the shocks are not the best and the, 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 the cushions on the chairs are not, no. not there. Uh, well, yeah. and and the the Lav three, the light armored vehicle three, which was the vehicle we used primarily in Afghanistan, um, it was actually a very tall vehicle. And when you were a crew commander, it means you were standing in the turret, and your head and shoulders were out of the turret. Yeah. Um, and you know how a pendulum works: the further you away are from the pivot point, the more yeah. um, the more severe the motion is. Yeah, yeah. And what we found was, you know, we had people who were crew commanding. Uh, you're wearing a helmet and you're, you've got night vision goggles on your helmet and people were having neck injuries because they're so far from the pivot point. Yeah. So that, that back and forth motion is so severe. It's causing neck strain. Well, it's yeah. it's not good for your brain either. Um, no. And you have people who are exposed to that, you know, for months at a time, day in and day out. So. And, uh, and just, uh, I guess if you could just talk about CD itself. Like, so what, what do you, is that first of all, is, is it well known within the, within the armed forces and within the veteran the veteran community but also what what is it like what what should people look out for when you talk when you talk about CD? Uh well I guess the the um you know when you look at the the symptoms of CTE again they uh they really kind of mimic PTSD you know uh you've got brain fog you've got uh, inability to focus you've got anger issues you've got behavioral issues uh cognitive decline uh, you know, it can lead to dementia and other things. And one of the markers for CTE that they found is a protein called tau that builds up in the uh, in the brain and actually kind of kills it, it basically kills the neuron receptors. Yeah. And and, you know, um, so a lot of those injuries are happening on the outside of the brain where there's contact with, uh, you know, with with uh, the inside of the skull repeatedly. Um, so yeah, I, I guess the, the, the biggest thing, like I said, there's no way to diagnose it except post-mortem through autopsy, yeah. but if you're being treated for anger and you're being treated for psychosocial problems or cognitive issues, um, you know, and, and the, the treatments that you're doing for, uh, you know, for PTSD, for depression, anxiety, all those things, if the psychosocial treatments aren't working, you may need physical treatments. And, and I think that's where a lot of folks I know, who have traumatic brain injury who say, look, you know, the therapy I do, uh, the work I do for PTSD just isn't helping. And it could be, you know, it's, it's the, uh, it's because they need to treat the physical, uh, injury instead of a psychosocial injury. Um, so it's really about, I guess, you know, you, you've got to talk to your care providers about the care you're receiving and how well it's working. And, you know, for me, I've never been asked about brain injury by a health professional. Yeah. I've been diagnosed with PTSD now for going on 20, 23 years, I guess, somewhere near that. Um, you know, and I've never been asked, Oh, do you, have you ever had a head injury uh, by a medical professional? So, and, and that's a common occurrence. So I think anybody who suspects that, okay, I've got these problems or these symptoms um, you know, I've got this history of, you know, um, basically impacts to the head you need to start asking your care providers about the possibility of, um, of a brain injury. And the problem is, you know, there's a lot, not a lot of practitioners out there who are familiar with it necessarily. Um, 
Yeah. So one of the things that Concussion Legacy Foundation has um, and, and Project Enlist has is the Operation Brain Health Support Line. And you can find it right on the website. And the idea of that is it's not, you know, they're not there to give you medical advice. What they're there to do is help you mm -hmm. uh, find resources near you, you know, people who understand yeah. brain injury and can help you kind of determine if that might be what you're affected by. That, yeah, that sounds very important. And uh, actually, she's going to allude to, not allude to, but spoke openly about PTSD. And uh, I asked you earlier if you were her Richard Dusky and Boulder Christ Institute in the U.S., and uh, I will be sure to connect you guys later on. And uh, if, if they're listening now, then uh, reach out to Michael Terry, Concussion, Concussion Legacy Foundation, because that's also US and Canada combined kind of thing. So, uh, but also you and your, you speak about that. You want, like you say, you're going to be in our mine neck of the woods in June just to do the speaking tour. So, uh, yes. I will definitely come up to you there. So, if you want to speak briefly about PTSD and and what you, what you, not your speech now, but what do you do talk about to people who come with Terry? Uh, yeah. So uh, basically, yeah, I travel around by motorcycle um, and I, uh, yeah, hold speaking events. You know, I, I get organizations to host like Canada Connect, Military Family Resource Center, Legions. Um, and I just share very openly my story of living with PTSD, you know, how I manage it, how, how it's affected me, my family and the people around me. Uh, and then I, you know, I talk about that transition from managing it to healing through it. And also the difficulties of transitioning out of a life in the Canadian armed forces, you know, for 23 years yeah. and becoming a civilian again. So, for, you know, a lot of veterans, first responders becoming a civilian again is a, it's a process and it, and it uh, can be a very daunting one. So basically, I, I share my experiences for about 45 minutes or an hour. And then afterwards, just, you know, hold an open forum question and answer period or, or people can share their experiences. Um, and it's really just about just talking openly about struggles with mental health yes. so that that people realize, hey, I can talk about this because it's it's not talking about it that leads to the isolation that often, you know, leads to suicidal ideation and completion. That's, yeah. you know it's the fact that people can't talk about it and that's why they can't heal through it. So really just trying to, trying to normalize that conversation about mental health, whether it's, whether it's PTSD or anxiety or depression or whatever it is, it's, it's, you know, it, it all faces the same stigma as does concussion and head injury yeah, exactly. because it's yeah, trauma. well, it's invisible. You know, people yeah. say, Oh, you look fine. Like you can go to the gym and work out and you look yeah. healthy. So what's your problem? Why can't you get over it? Yeah. Um, so, and, and again, that's another reason why, uh, working with Project Enlist Canada was 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 just natural given what I was already doing because when you stack the a lot of the symptoms up and the and the stigmas up, um, you know they're very very similar. So yeah, it made perfect sense for me to start uh, to start working with Project Enlist Canada. And uh, I guess I guess my final question is this has been really lightning, but uh, just about that when you when you do open floor to the people to talk to about just about what they're going through. You find that there's a lot of, you know, I know every every person, every situation is unique, but uh, is, do you find there's a lot of overlay between what you what you talk about and what people say, oh, I'm going through this and I don't think it's anything, but I don't think it's anything serious, but I, you know, blah, blah, blah. Do you find there's a lot of much changes? Yeah, you know, the, the commonality between people when you start to talk about uh, emotional struggles, um, 
is it's really uncanny. And the number of times I've had somebody say, Hey, I heard my story come out of your mouth yeah, or, or I've heard my story come out of somebody else's mouth. And you know, what it really comes down to is, you know, I talk a bit about some of my experiences that led to me being diagnosed or, you know, but I don't focus a lot on the traumatic experiences. I focus on the emotional impact on me and the struggles that I have. Mm. Um, because when we stop comparing experiences and we start talking about the human impacts of the injury, um, that's where I have found, you know, my story lines up with other veterans. My story lines up with first responders. My story lines up with civilians who never had any sort of military background and weren't exposed to the same sort of events that I was. So when we when we focus on the emotions and not the experience, um, it is very much uh, a, it's a human problem. And it's very much, you know, uh, struggle wise or coping wise across the board. It's similar no matter no matter what background people come from. And I found that over and over and over again. Yeah. No, I mean, just the PTSD, PTSD is important to us. So I encourage anybody to, because I certainly want to, I will get out and hear you speak. Maybe you're in this area, say in Newfoundland or St. John's or that area in June. We're in the East Coast of Canada in June. And uh, and also for a project list, would you like to just tell everybody, where they can reach out numbers or emails or websites, I guess, right this way, maybe. But uh, you tell me this way. So it's people on veterans or anybody that's interested in a project list and what it entails and where they avoid their meet you. Uh, for sure. So if you want any information at all on Project Enlist Canada, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn and just you know put in Project Enlist Canada. Uh, you can also visit www.projectenlist.ca. Uh, and all the information is going to be there on the uh, on the web page. Uh, we are, you know, actively looking for people to pledge their brain uh, to the study. Uh, and I know, a lot, yeah, and a lot of people are hesitant about the idea yeah. of brain donation. Uh, so I always tell people, you know, um, brain donation works in two stages. There's the pledge, and then there's following through on the donation after you pass on. Yeah. Um, and anybody can pledge. Uh, it doesn't matter, military, civilian, veteran, um, anybody can pledge. And when you pledge, what you're doing is you're showing public support for the project and you're demonstrating the need for the project and the research. And that helps us to secure funding. So anybody can pledge. Um, and, and, you know, there's no expectation for you to have to follow through on donating your brain when you pass. Um, that is kind of the next step that people have to arrange and make sure their loved ones or their survivors are, you know, kind of fully briefed on and prepared yeah. for. Uh, so I encourage anybody to go pledge. Um, you know, there's no pressure to donate. Um, but uh, yeah, anybody who's affected by post-concussive syndrome, you go to the webpage and the support line is there and it's there to help you uh, get connected with um, um with resources in your area and that goes for athletes that goes for, you know, they're, they're not turning anybody away. If somebody needs those resources uh, and we have the Rolodex and, and can, uh, you know, connect you with people in your area, you know, we're going to do it. So anybody who's, who's been struggling to get connected with practitioners who understand head injury, you can go to project Enlist Canada and check and check out through the support line and, and somebody will be there to help hopefully help guide you a little bit and, and right. hopefully get you connected. Great, so that's project, projectenlist.ca. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much. And this was a great conversation. And please don't hang up or whatever, disconnect, because I still have some questions. Um, and after your time, I'd love to 
for your thoughts. So, uh, but for else, thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll see you again soon or hear you or you'll listen to me again soon. And thank you. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Nick. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.